Good people. Peace. See, I usually do them both. So I just want to welcome you all to a special episode of Soul Affirmations with Kariga and Felicia. But today it's Felicia and a very special guest. So I'm excited about this. I've been asked to do this several times and I never expected to be here with a very, very special person to me. But I am incredibly honored that she took the time. So this is Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Mommy. And if I had a sound machine, it would be clapping right now and you would hear, woo! (laughs) You might even hear a little, um, one of those blare horns. That's what you should hear. Um, So yes, welcome to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Mommy. And Mommy, how we usually start. I mentioned to you is that we pick an affirmation that kind of guides us for today. It's usually one affirmation and I have one, but I think you have something to offer as well. Is that true? Yeah, I have a couple of scriptures. Okay. So the affirmation that I selected for us today comes from my book, uh, Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for mothers who are investigating grief's process. And it's on page 30 and it reads, I come from a people and a practice that learns to find the beauty in hard days. My response to my own challenges make me beautiful. I'll read it again. I come from a people and a practice that learns to find the beauty in hard days. My response to my own challenges make me beautiful. And I selected this particular affirmation because I feel like it's a reflection of who we are, where I come from. I got my mama in the house. And I feel like it's only right to honor her and the gifts that she has transferred to me. And one of those is how you respond to your challenges. And so, yeah, that's that's the one. What you think, Mom? Mm-hmm. <laughs> one day at a time. Yeah. One second at a time. Different challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, different times of the day. And you have quite a few. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, you said you had something that you wanted to share, so bring it. Yeah, my scripture, and I'm going to read two versions of it. King James, Psalms 34. Mm, Okay. Hold on. Let me get that. (laughs) It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Mm. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. This whole this whole passage is really a dynamic one for me. Mm. So, but let me read this message version. Okay. And it says, I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. Mm. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, 
Hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news together. Let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. Mm. And this, this scripture is, I use it every day now. Mm. I've had many, many scriptures. But this one, and I think I always told you the ones that you, if you recall, Philippians 4.13, mm-hmm. I can do all things <laughs> through what? Christ, which strengthens me. Yeah. So 34 is a good one too now. And you're saying this is one that you tend to every day? No. Yeah. Yeah. I have to I have to give him praise because I know I'm not doing anything on my own. Mm. I know that he's the one that's keeping me for 74 years. 74 years. And bless me with you at 38. <laughs> yes. 38 years old. Yeah. When I had you. I'm still here. So I thank God every day. Mm-hmm. He's brought us through some uh, real, uh, I would say, growing pains in our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that you picked that particular scripture, and I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know what was going to come. Um, but I think that it correlates with the affirmation that I selected um, because I feel like it's an indicator of what the practice like looks like for you when you are challenged, you know, and you said that in hard days Mm -hmm. um, and how you cling to it. And I mean, you, you name that we have experienced challenges in our lives together. And I think individually as well, you living 74 years Mm -hmm. and I'm living 35 thus far. Um, But even just today, like getting to this point today has been a challenge for me. And, you know, before we started, I mentioned that I wanted to prepare myself for this conversation through the act of journaling because it helps me narrow in on my thoughts and and my feelings. And every single time that Mm -hmm. I tried, Mm -hmm. Kamali ran up to me and just did something random that I had to immediately attend to. First, it was the water in the bowl. Then she came and spit out a strawberry on the floor. Then she came back and like brought some chewed up chicken. And I was thinking to myself, like, as I was reflecting, like, who is mom to me? And the first thing that I think about when I think about who you are to me is support. Like, you have been one of my biggest support systems since 1987, right? Mm -hmm. Since I got here. Mm -hmm. You have always, always been a helping hand, comfort, um, someone that I've been able to lean on and that I still lean on. And you never make me feel like I'm heavy. And as I was trying to reflect on this, I found myself having to pick up Kamali in all of these different moments and mm-hmm. like wipe up all of this mess. And I'm tired. Right? Like I found myself tired yeah. and I realized like, oh, snap. OK, well, let me apologize to you for the stress that I've caused. Let me tell energy. you, when you had Kamali, what did I say? Oh, my goodness. Your life is going to change. There is no more rest. (laughs) It's all about every day meeting the needs of your daughter. Oh, my goodness. There is no rest. You just one day at a time. 
And you are. You're doing a fantastic job. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, you are. I appreciate that because I feel like, you know, you'd be keeping an eye on me, especially when you come support me. You you have. Yeah, I'm trying to help. (laughs) (laughs) But I know you want to be very independent. Which is funny, right? Because that's exactly what she's trying to do. Kamali, I'm speaking of. So it's funny because when I was pregnant with Kamali and I found out the due date, I was just like, okay, this feels like I'm about to get it back. Because if you know anything about my mom then you know that she is an Aries, mm-hmm. okay? And Aries are, I, I know you're not into astrology, mom, but no, you're very much true to your sign. They are all fire and um, are very passionate about the things that they believe in. It's firecracker, huh? Firecracker, well, I yes. I don't know about a firecracker. <laughs> mom, you are a fire sign and I am a cancer. It's just completely different. And I always thought to myself, like, how did a, how did this relationship come to be? When I saw that Kamali was an Aries like you, she almost was born on your your birthday hmm. because I was going to schedule a C section, and that would have been the exact day. Yeah, it's just saying something <laughs> so like that. much. But yes, I thought to myself, like, wow, okay, I'm about to get it, and <laughs> not in a, a negative way. I just I remember. I remember us always kind of like what my mom calls me as an analyst. She says I like to argue. And I don't think that I like to argue. Well, it's not that you argue. You want to get your point across. Yeah. and But everybody has a point. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got to make sense. To you. <laughs> I think it should, right? Well, just that's fine. But you got to <laughs> accept what other people have to say, too. You tend to be argumentative with me about it. No, mom, don't say that. Well, I think so. <laughs> I mean, you make your point I, and, and you make your point and you got your point and I have mine. That's very much true. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at. I, that. <laughs> she looks at me like, shut it down. <laughs> Do you feel like um, I'm getting it back, though, with, with Kamali? Oh, yeah. She makes her point, too. <laughs> Clearly, she she doesn't understand the word no. No to her is like you can't say no it's to me. It's detrimental that word. Yeah, it's so. But she's gonna have to learn that some things is gonna happen, and she can't have her way. <laughs> and uh, she uses the drama part to try to get her way. Mm. But I remember myself as a child. My daddy would say no. It was no. You could come back a hundred times. Mom, you used to always talk about that, your relationship with your dad, and you always listen. I'm glad that you brought that up because, well, first, before we got on, Mom, you said that you are just an ordinary mom, and I absolutely disagree with you, and I will argue my point. You are extraordinary. Probably. You really are, though, Mom. Extraordinary. I'm telling okay. you, you mm-hmm. are. And and I only say this because I've met some mediocre moms, and mm-hmm. you, my friend, well, I, I would say I'm particular. I try to, uh, you know, pour into you growing up pretty much what you really needed that was going to help you. Mm-hmm. And um, some of that I got later, you know. You know, I've been raised by a single parent, so that was a little bit different. I didn't get the mother mm-hmm. part that I needed. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about like your relationship with your parents growing up? Well, started off pretty good. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom and dad, but by the time I was eight, they were divorced. And I remember my dad leaving and I cried. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
It was a very difficult time. My mother changed, and she was a difficult parent mm -hmm. due to her mental illness, which I didn't know that was the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was the one that, um, to me, she lashed out at, mm -hmm. you know, and she left me. Uh, we're going to make this real short and quick. Oh, yeah. She left me on my daddy's porch. And uh, back then, there was four of us, but I was the only one she left. My brother ran off and stayed with my auntie. My other two siblings, she took with her. And um, my dad tried to tell me, get me to say where she was. And she told me, I better not tell her. I didn't know where she was. What, what could I tell back right, then right. at eight years old? All I know is she left me. Mm. And uh, they took me and put me in a receiving home because they didn't let the men have the children back mm. in the day. You know, so I was in a receiving home, and my brothers were staying with my aunt, and my other siblings were with my mom. My mom kind of lost it a little bit. Mm -hmm. They left the two siblings in a hotel somewhere here in the Bay Area. And um, the police came and asked my sister, which was next to me, well, do you have any family here? And she said, yes, my uncle Douglas Griffin. They looked him up, <laughs> called him, and he called my dad. And then from there on, you know, my dad worked towards getting us all together again. Mm. So um, that was a big job. Yeah. Took about maybe four years. He couldn't have us because, I don't know. He had to have a house and everything else before he could get us. Mm. And so he did that. Mm -hmm. And he raised four young children. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, the relationship over the years is different stuff going on in my life. But I learned from all of that. Mm -hmm. So I tried to make sure that I raised my children to, you know, know who both their parents were, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I did. Mm-hmm. So you were really, really tight with your dad. Like, oh yeah, we was tight. My granddaddy was like the my favorite person as a kid. He watched me. He lived down the street. We would walk down there and and go hang out with him. Um, he was a comedian. He was an artist. I dare to say because he built their house. He also built a small mock of it that sits in front of our house now. He was also a bus driver in yeah. Sacramento hmm. and he was the first black union um, president, president mm -hmm. in Sacramento and just I mean an amazing father he made my mom's clothes um, he did everything he so, cooked everything we still have his in fact he taught my mother how to cook he taught her <laughs> everything she knew she was a beauty queen in high school <laughs> he was a photographer that's right so that's all of I these meant amazing things that my grandfather can do, um, which I love to highlight because I think that, well, we are not unfamiliar with this narrative of, um, especially probably at that time, um, that black fathers were not showing up for their children right. and all of these other he was there. pseudo things. <laughs> right. It's just, he was there. He was there. Not only was he physically there, but he like did everything for them. And my mom and her dad, can't nobody say nothing about her daddy? Mm -mm. Nobody. Okay? Nobody. <laughs> she, nobody. She loves her daddy. And I love him, too. But I, I want to know, like, you know, how that informs you as a parent with me and how you showed up and supported me. Because 
when I talk about you being extraordinary, extraordinary, this woman, y'all, of course, she raised me right as a kid. But it was I think when you come into your adulthood and you start to reflect upon the ways that your parents show up for you. Um, and I do that more and more now this as, as at 35 mm. and my mom sent me to Hampton and she worked and paid my tuition for me to get through school. And I'm talking about like she had a savings regimen with her check every month until I was a senior and it paid for me to get through school with no student loans. That was the first thing. I have no student loans because of the way my mom worked to make sure I got through school. Well, it, I learned not to make, try not to make too many bills. <laughs> you know, I'm old school. My daddy taught us how to add and subtract and how to save. He said, you are bill yourself. You got to pay yourself every month like you pay everything else. I still use that to this day. Mm. And I think I told you the same thing. I told your brother, you know, yeah. you got to pay yourself. Put something to the side. Always have something to the side. That's, that's just something I learned. We didn't have, uh, well, I got my first bank account when I was about maybe 16 or something. And we had to put a little money in there. Mm-hmm. When I left home, when he put me out, mm-hmm. I had money. Well, and I, and I you did broke. teach me that because mm-hmm. remember, like when I first started getting my job and I'm saving, my mom was like, you just save everything. You live here at the house, save everything that you get. Mm-hmm. And then we will double that if you save it. So when by the time I went to college, actually mm-hmm. sophomore year, when I moved off campus, I had everything that I needed to pay for everything that I wanted for my mm-hmm. apartment. I even shipped my car out there. Like these yeah. were things that I guess were handed down from your relationship mm-hmm. with your dad. So that's just one example of you being mm-hmm. extraordinary. But yeah, I talked to us mom about that relationship with your father and how it impacted the ways that you show up with your children. Well, dad, I experienced, uh, he told me about his childhood, so to speak, mm-hmm. where he was separated from his siblings due to his parents passing early in life. Mm-hmm. He was like five years old six so his thing was when he had a family he was going to keep them together Mm -hmm. that's where he was at and and I learned from what he did and he taught me just about everything I knew Uh, Hmm. as far as you know I learned from the way he raised us he was strict he was a strict type of person but um, I love my dad so it, (laughs) it didn't matter you know I I took whoopings from my siblings because uh, <laughs> he didn't whoop me because I was the child that wouldn't try to do nothing. <laughs> That's know? what I don't and understand. Why could, you listen so well they, with your dad? Like, and they could convince me to take a beating for them. I don't you understand know? that but either, Me either, but it happened. <laughs> it happened. But I had a close relationship with uh, my father on several occasions. When I got older, he would ask me uh, what I thought. You know, he 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 had a uh, he was a you know the type of person he would help other people and everything. I I kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he mm-hmm. was a, a giving person. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. he was a old school type person. You know, mm-hmm. he showed his love by doing. He didn't probably say "I love you" a hundred times a day like I tell my kids. Uh, but he did what he could, the yeah. best he could. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, that's just how it was. I love that. Yeah. My relationship with him, I will never forget. I love my dad. He was a good person. He came and got me out that receiving home. So, you know, I got a lot to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) I told him, I'm going to run away. If you don't come get me, I'm running away. That's all they talked about was running away. I couldn't figure out where are they going. But (laughs) they came. He said, we're going to come and get you. Mm -hmm. Mm. So everything comes together. I love that, Mommy. Well, thank you for sharing about your relationship with your father in, in such a vulnerable and intimate way. Um, I remember the first time like learning um, about your childhood experiences and about the things that shape and make you who you are. Um, and I think it's so important that we do that with our loved ones, with our parents as often as we can. Like um, if you have the privilege of having your parent here with you, Earthside, yeah. or any um, um, parent figure to be able to get to know them in in that way. And I truly value that because honestly, like as a kid and even as a, especially as a teenager, like I could have never expected the closeness and the friendship that we have now because we would get into it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you told me, you told Miss Lessie. Don't be telling. My mama and I are like vinegar and water. Oil. oil. We don't mix. <laughs> I told and I told at Sunday school. That's what I said. And yes, I told Miss Lessie, don't worry, I'm going to shake her up. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. It's funny. I now. can't believe you still remember that. I oh, think I, I was nine. It. I don't even think I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. You, you were I'm going through. I told her. Yeah. I was. You, but, you know, you don't know how what your children are feeling. I did Until not. they tell you, tell somebody, because it That's came true. back. A couple other things was told to me by babysitters and stuff. What? I just said, okay, I'll deal with that. What? Oh, I can't <laughs> even believe it, that they was telling you what I was saying. Yeah. You'd be were... surprised at what adults do. they listening to you, and mm-hmm. then they just come back and tell me. <laughs> I thought I had an ally in my babysitter. Come to find out it was the yeah, enemy. You did. What is up with that? That's just how it is growing up. You know? Well, exactly. So growing up, you know, um, I think that challenges, and they're not really challenges. It's just like what happens when you are trying to find your way. And I think as I understand like cognitive development now of a child into high school, what's happening internally you know, you're you're developing this adult body, but you still very much have some of the cognition of a child. And so you mm-hmm. think you understand certain things. It's a whole lot of confusion happening at once. But now as I have come into my adulthood, I love being able to get to know you as a person. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things that I, I get to learn about you. Yeah. And if I were to describe my mom, I know I talked about you being support, but you are one of the most self-determined people I have ever met. Like you do what you say you are going to I do. Tried when to. you put your mind to something, you go for it. And I love that about you. And I feel like Kamali has that same characteristic. Mm-hmm. And even though I wish that she would not fight me, I very much love that she has that fighter spirit for the things that she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully we can just like narrow in on <laughs> what it needs to be. But um, it, it's an incredibly special attribute that you hold, mom, that Kamali also has that I have gotten to witness and I hope that I take on for myself as well. So thank you for just 
mm-hmm. your practice of self-determination. Like I have seen it from you being the number one bus driver, oh, you know, yeah. today. 43 to, years. <laughs> how many years? 43. 43. And when I say she's number one, I'm not saying like, oh, she's number one. Like that's my mom. No, like she's number one in seniority at regional transit in Sacramento. I've been there longer than anybody working there now. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's amazing that you continue to work because you enjoy work. And, you know, we're talking about the things that you've learned from your relationship with your dad. And we're talking about Kamali, all of these things intersected. I want to ask you. Experiences. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for caring. That's something else. I thank about my God mama. for every mistake I ever made because you brought me through. If I had an organ. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> nobody, nobody but God has kept me because mm. I've been through. I'm just a, just a taste of what I've been through. Mm. But I thank God for every experience, mm-hmm. every experience in my life. Mm-hmm. I've had three husbands and each one have given me an experience. <laughs> and when I have my children, I always try to keep y'all together. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to extend the love. I kept the relationships with your fathers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted you to know who they were. Mm-hmm. I could have been selfish and I didn't do that. I knew that wouldn't be right. Mm-hmm. So I just remember God is the one that kept me. Mm-hmm. So, And I, I can understand your choices now as an adult, given your lived experience and understanding of the impacts of having your parents divorced, but then also in conflict and how that makes a child feel. It all makes so much sense to me now. And I love learning more about who you are through your experiences growing up. And I want to ask you, Mom, what have you learned from your motherhood journey just with me alone? Like, what is the thing? Because let me tell you, I'm learning from Kamali right now and I haven't like figured it out fully. <laughs> but one thing I know is that this child is changing oh, every yeah. single day and she is challenging me. Mm-hmm. And I have to go with ahead. you. I tried to pour into you, mm-hmm. you know, how to love, how to. Uh, have that uh, the relationship with uh, your father mm-hmm. and me. I tried to pour into you responsibility, caring. Everything she's going to learn, you're going to be doing it for the next 20 years or more. <laughs> <laughs> and it just takes one day at a time. When it's going to be an experience for her every day and it will be for you. Mm-hmm. I just did what I had to do. I just felt like you know, as soon as you have your children, you become a mother and that love is so strong and you want to care and protect them mm-hmm. and make sure they get it all mm-hmm. that they need. Mm-hmm. And one thing for sure, they're learning because they're repeating everything that you teach them. <laughs> you got to pour into them because mm-hmm. they're going to pour it back on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's to me, you're doing a good job. <laughs> You're teaching and educating her at the same time and mm-hmm. showing her the love, you and your husband, my mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. Um, and y'all been working with children for a minute before you even had yours. So. I'm grateful for that experience because yeah. I tell you, it's there, something. It, it really 
adds to an insight on how to work with a child because I can completely understand how whoopings happen, especially when a parent is out of capacity. Yeah, but a lot of t- some children, you can whoop them and it ain't going to help. Not so. well. You got a couple of things you got to do. Yeah. Let something know that why. you have to learn about yourself. So mm-hmm. in those moments, right, when I'm mm-hmm. feeling like that, it's like this is an opportunity for me to understand more about what's triggering me and why it's triggering me. Because you're but, tired. Uh, well, th- and that's <laughs> usually the number one reason. But guess what? <laughs> that ain't going to happen. You're going to be tired. Yeah. You keep saying that. And honestly, mom, I feel like you kind of looked forward to me being tired. Is that true? No. Okay, because that felt no, that way. No, I want you to get your rest, but I know you ain't going to get none. <laughs> <Not with> Molly. <laughs> okay, well. I, some, I just know what you grew up, you had all the rest you wanted. Hey, I surely did. <laughs> I practiced sleeping. I love to sleep. You slept more than I did. I did. And I'm still trying to get my sleep. You know, <laughs> I still wake up early, so, you know. Yeah, I don't know why you do that. Uh, have things ready. Mm-hmm. You know, you get up, you got to get up before them have it ready. You for keep them. telling me that I haven't mastered that one yet. I'm mm-hmm. still waking up when she wakes up because that sleep time is it's like important. time for self. Yeah, that's how it feels to me. Important. It is. Well, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you, mom. You are the way that you show up for me is is one impeccable thing. But you show up for Kamali in a very special way as well. And I want to know, what is it that you are learning in your grandmotherhood journey? Do you feel like you're having a different experience than you had with me? What does the love feel like to you? Like, I, lo- I-, I love her so much. <laughs> I thank God for her, you know, yeah, being the experience you went through with Kamayu. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just so happy mm-hmm. with her. She's my joy. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with my grandson. Oh Tyree. gosh, I'm so happy you brought him up. Her first grandchild, y'all. Mm. Tyree, just like her daddy, can't nobody say nothing about her daddy. Can't nobody say nothing about Tyree. That is no, her boy. That's my grandson. I love him. He came when my father passed. Mm-hmm. And it was like I put my energy into him mm-hmm. and it helped me through my grief. Mm-hmm. And I just say, wow. I love that boy. He's been through some stuff, too, but mm-hmm. he's doing well. Praise God. Yeah. And we're going to go through life's changes. That's what happens. Uh, That's one thing know, I've sometimes learned. Sometimes we think, I don't know why we thought we weren't going to go through nothing. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, my- I did. I, I can honestly say, like, no, I, I thought that. I thought that what I had been through thus far was enough, to be quite honest. The experience of Kamayu in particular really mm-hmm. has shaken me and even since then I have had some experiences that have shaken me and I don't understand them um why they have to happen but you're right like I don't know where this idea comes from that we won't have lows but we are we're gonna have yeah much more probably well I think it's a balance now I I used to feel like like when Kamayu passed Mm -hmm. a transition our angel baby Mm -hmm. When that first happened, it felt like some God went through me and cut me up. Mm-hmm. That hurt. And uh, some experience in life, you're going to feel that same cut. Yeah. You know, but it is a, it's an experience that we're going to be going through. Mm-hmm. And God is going to, I believe that God is able to help us, mm-hmm. help me mm-hmm. through my journey. I've got some cuts I've had 
over the years. Mm. And I didn't think I was going to make it, but I'm still here. And mm. I thank God for that. Mm. Don't give me the talking. Oh, that's why you're here. So <laughs> don't give me the talk about preaching about what has happened in my life. Because, honey, I've been through some things. I'm going through something right now. And I just thank God for strengthening me through mm. it. You know, yeah. so I know. Learn, if you can not worry about it, mm. if you can just work your way through it and Mm-hmm. Read your affirmations. Mm-hmm. You know whatever works for you to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to uh, strengthen your your thoughts, your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and love on your baby. Yeah, hug her, kiss her. She's she cracks me up because sometimes she just has this dramatic cry. And then, <laughs> this is the same grandma, one, Grandma. <laughs> It's how her mouth goes. It's the way it curls down and it's just completely, it doesn't matter what it is. The banana broke and fell on the floor and this is- It's over. It is, this is detrimental. This has ruined the entire day. <laughs> well, you know, your brother, when his sandwich wouldn't stay together, he would cry at the table. He couldn't eat it. I said, I couldn't understand it. You know, know everybody's got something I know that, I wasn't like that. Let's see, what was it? <laughs> Let me tell you. Felicia would never sleep. We, I had to take her for a ride. What? Oh, every night. You just hollered and hollered all the time. No, Mom. Yes. No, not me. I, I told you this already. No. We would, have, we would have to take you for a ride in the car. No, Mom. To put you to sleep at oh, night. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it happened. So, you know, everybody's got something different. And Kamali is going to grow and Pretty soon you're gonna you're gonna be able to tell her no. She's gonna say, "Okay, mom, mm. maybe." The, maybe right. When she gets a little older, she'll understand. Once she knows that she can't have her way all the time, right now she doesn't understand. She that. doesn't get it. She thinks. But that, I love that you say that, right? You put in perspective that she is going to grow in the relationship. It will change. Things will change. Oh, yeah. How I ad- adapt to those challenges, you know, when they arise, will change. Yep. And I love, I think what I've gathered from our conversation today is just having something that grounds you, something that you cling to that helps you like in your practice mm-hmm. um, with your heart, you know, and mm-hmm. for you, it's scripture. It I, you know, for me, it is, I think it can be scripture as well as affirmations. Journaling is very oh, important yeah. to me, but um, I, it brings us back to how we started. It's, you know, I come from a people and the practice that learns to find the beauty in hard days. If I can remember that, mm-hmm. that I come from a people, it's you, it's my granddaddy, it's Ooh, his yeah. lived experiences and my ancestors and on. It, hard days are going to come. You're going to have some. Mm-hmm. But how I respond to them. Right. That's the key. And that's what's beautiful to be able to learn from that. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Mommy, for coming on to talk to me today and share a bit of your story, insight, and perspective on um, your motherhood journey with me, your grandmotherhood journey, and your relationship with your father. And mm. This has just been incredibly yeah. special. They've been trying to get you on here, and I you have y'all. made it. <laughs> I love you, daughter. Oh, mommy, I love you, you too. You have been the best joy. <sighs> I thank God for you. I, I'm because at 38, who would have thought? I think about that now, even today. Like, how did I get in this position, Lord? Where I'm in my late 30s, like my mama. Yeah, that happens. Oh, I have to be careful what you say. <laughs> I told my mama she had two more. I said, Why in the world? 
<laughs> and look at me. Right. <laughs> no, thank you so much, mom. I love you so much. I'm grateful for our relationship. Um, and I look forward to being able to show up in my motherhood journey uh, with Kamali in the ways that you have showed up for me like you have set such a high bar and standard in the ways that you support and help me and love me and care for me and i can only hope to do the same so thank you i'm sure you will oh we'll see i'm gonna do my best mom i promise (laughs) oh you will you're gonna be just fine Mm. (laughs) they say the fruit don't fall too far from the tree okay i love that (laughs) yeah ripe fruit Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations from our home to yours. May we all love more abundantly. Massive love. Peace. 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 Still. Glory. Glory.